Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And today we're going to be completing our Beauty and Lies series by Adelaide Forrest. And we're all going to be reading, well, not reading, we're going to be talking about Until Death Do Us Part. This is book four and the final book. Which is kind of sad mm-hmm. because I really got attached to the character. But the conclusion is done so well that it's hard to to not enjoy it. It was a good book. As much as I struggled with book three, as we we both struggled with book three, yeah, I devoured book four in two days. I did too. Yeah, I didn't start it until I guess Tuesday because I wanted to have it fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I finished it by Wednesday night. I started it Tuesday night and then I finished it. It's Thursday now. I just finished it Thursday, like two hours, two, no, like 20 minutes before we started recording. Cause I wanted it to be super fresh in my brain because we did um, a little bit of a flop last week. So I just wanted to make sure that we were prepared and it was, oh God, it was good. I just have to say Rafe is so adorable when it comes to dealing with Issa's pregnancy. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And I never would have thought that adorable would be the word to use to describe Raphael. Yeah. But it totally is. He was hysterical. From the very beginning where he decides that the doctor needs to be female. That was so freaking funny. Just the way Issa dealt with him. (laughs) She was like, he'll behave. Don't worry. (laughs) <laughs> I loved it. I will say that this that this entire book showed a very a, a very much softer side of our of our bad book boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, but he was still so fucking ruthless. Absolutely. Oh god. It was I apologize my asthma is flaring up again, so I might sound a little off today. But can I just say that this book totally like scratched my twin itch? Remember when we were talking about that twin itch? Uh-huh. And I thought of you. Yeah, you did. I was like, oh my God. First of all, okay. I mean, obviously, spoiler alert, you're gonna this this whole book's gonna like this whole podcast is us talking about this book in detail. So I was a little bit disappointed that Odina didn't get her own book. <laughs> because I like I honestly thought she was gonna get sent off to some other dude and we were gonna read about her getting banged. I would be so upset if that happened. Oh, really? (laughs) She doesn't deserve a book of her own. She doesn't deserve a hot guy to bang her. She deserves nothing. She is a bitch with a capital B. I guess. I mean, I I love, don't get me wrong. Like I thought that Adelaide wrapped this book up perfectly. It was amazing. 
I cannot wait for Gabrielle's book because you know that's coming, right? It had better come. If that was one of the last things that I was like, okay, when is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it has to. When he said, "We're go- this is way at the end of the book. We'd never go in order. So just hang in there, guys. It'll be fine. It's- we're going to pink word full warning team trigger warning is drinking tonight. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Did he say see if I could find it at the end of the book he said like to her don't make me chase you or something like that yeah hang on I'm almost there move Gabriel <laughs> hang on compose yourself Nash. <clears throat> move Gabriel said raising his chin to Faye for Faye to walk in front of him she huffed holding her head high and crossed her arms over her chest make me she snarled her pretty ethereal face twisting into a cha- into a challenge. Gabriel tilted his head to the side, his lips twisting as his brown eyes darkened. There was something in his expression that frightened me for her. <laughs> something almost demonic about the way he watched her and waited for her to back down from her challenge. Faye swallowed, only the slight tremble of her bottom lip giving away any hint of weakness in her resolve. Gabriel's mouth split into a grin. If I have to make you, we're going to end this night with you on your knees begging for my cock, mi senorita. <laughs> and that's when I was like, okay, check mark, uh, file this away for future book. This is going to happen because she did make an escape. And he, and he did, did go after her. He is hunting her down. Okay. And while we're talking about things that are completely off the rails. Yes. When, let me find it, hang on. When they go to the um, organized crime convention. Oh, yes, yes. In Sweden. (laughs) In Sweden. (laughs) And Isa is talking about how she would rather go with him to talk to the guys than deal with the women. Mm -hmm. And he says, so you'd rather talk about cocaine distribution between territories or is it the arms deal that interests you? The men talking about what stable girls would like to visit in Stockholm while they're visiting. Maybe you should be privy to that conversation. We could find a girl to join us if that's what you're inclined to. The mocking gaze to his eyes, the only thing that prevented me from ripping off his cock as soon as he said the words. Don't make me stab you, I threatened, blowing out of breath. (laughs) You know I would share you about as well as you'd share me. Is that your way of hinting that you want to bring another another man to our bed? (laughs) I lost my shit <laughs> okay for as dark as this book was this was fucking funny it was hysterical so funny i loved every single i mean i've had like i said i highlighted so much of this book and for, parts of it were for like just sexy reasons parts of it were for funny reasons but when um oh my god what was it I mean, there's just so many funny parts i'm gonna have to let finally got my notes by the way oh when Mateo tied her up uh and put her on the plane <laughs> and she uh she said untie me as the plane doors closed in front of the energy within the plane shifted and I watched Mateo and his men clear all the vehicles from the runway this gave me flashbacks to Zoe Blake because everybody was in a black armored SUV which comes up at the very end of the book in the epilogue yeah. And again, I nearly cried. Yeah. That was just, I, I couldn't. I loved it. 
And then Rafe came on the plane and he only untied her when they reached altitude. Like, <laughs> you're on a plane, dude. Where is she really going? <laughs> like, yeah. It's not like he didn't have an entire complement of, of guys between them and the door. I mean, she wasn't getting out. She wasn't going anywhere, but he was like, no, we're just going to be extra cautious. You're not going to be untied until we are at altitude. Because not even as they're going up, because what are you going to do? Jump out a window? Like it's a plane. Well, I guess maybe he was afraid that if they had, he had to fight her and wrestle her, that it would hurt. He was worried about the baby. Yeah. Because that, that was his really primary focus. Yes. And it was so sweet. I mean, and like him getting so upset over the morning sickness. Yeah. I've never had kids. I don't know how bad morning sickness is, but I know how bad it was for my sister. Mm. And it was atrocious. And he's like, well, we'll get the best obstetrician. We will, we'll take care of you. We'll fix it. And she's like, dude, I'm pregnant. I'm not dying. Yeah. Like, and you did this to me. I highlighted it. He said something, she said like, uh, hang on. Well, they got into a fight about her being like obedient. That was fun too. That was so fun to read. She said, you wanted to keep me obedient. Cause when she, she said like, he didn't tell her about, Odina, you know, being uh, with the Russians. You wanted to keep me obedient, she said, snapping back. Don't you dare insinuate that you did this for me, that you kept this secret for my sake. It was for both of us, I said, reaching for her and grinding my teeth. When she shook her head, I knew that you'd never want to look at me again and that you knew that I, that I fucking sat there and watched them sign your life. Oh, this is what, when they she finds out that that he knew that that he had she had been sold to Dima, that creep. Ugh. Ugh. But sorry, we were talking about the pregnancy part, which was funny. Because she said to him well, There's just so many parts to this book. Oh, oh, this is where they went back and he got her Dr. Perez, a female obstetrician. That he was ready to kidnap if she didn't come willingly. Yes. Which was I also, yeah, that was hysterical. And she said everything looks good. Which is also really mad about the ultrasound wand having to be inserted. Yes. <laughs> because for those of you who have not had children, it came to me as a surprise the very first time I went to get my ultrasound that I had to insert the ultrasound wand into myself. I, you know, you always see those like little bloops, like with the, the ultrasound, like over the big belly. Uh-huh. But in the beginning, the baby's too small and you can't see it that way. The only way to see the baby is, well, up the vaginal canal. I've gone through that process, not yeah. for pregnancy, but for ovarian cysts. Mm. I had endometriosis. And so trying to rule out all of these little things meant I went through a lot of various testing. And I can understand it was not exactly the most comfortable of experiences no they say it's pressure it's not pressure it hurts because that thing is huge and they put the lube on it but it's big and you know you're not there for fun reasons so you're not excited about it being in there yeah but I would imagine that seeing the first ultrasound of your baby would be pretty awesome and it would be worth it yeah I mean no absolutely and like I said I was just surprised because I wasn't expecting them to like be like all right take off your pants I'm like take off my pants. Why am I taking my pants off? <laughs> and then I almost said his name. Um, and then Mr. Savage was completely shocked because I mean, unlike Rafe, he's not crazy. And, and my OB was a woman, 
not for crazy reasons, just I liked my OB and she happened to be a woman. Same here. But he was like, wait, that's, go- that's going where? <laughs> like, he was, <laughs> he was completely shocked. But yeah, hearing your baby's heartbeat for the first time is the coolest experience I have ever experienced. And it was a little bit sad the second time around because uh, we had our second baby during COVID and my husband couldn't come with me to a lot of the appointments because only the mother was allowed. So he wasn't there for the um, the baby's like first heartbeat, but I, I videoed it for him. So it was fine, I guess, but it was still just kind of sad. I can see for that would be sad. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that you want to share. Yeah. But you know, I could tell you that my husband was not as um, vigilant as Raphael because Raphael knew exactly when Issa's last period was. Yeah. I don't even know what my last period was. I was lucky if I kept, I mean, I, I don't have periods anymore, but I was, I was lucky if I remember to write it in the calendar. Yeah. Because I just, I have never had a clue. The idea of a guy knowing well enough to know when I was going to be bleeding. But of course, most of the guys that I was with were not interested in knocking me up so completely. No. Well, he had Hugo as his little spy. I didn't realize Hugo was like that kind of spy, like going through her garbage, figuring out what her period was. Because he said something like, my plan for her was like, needed to be planned out even before I met her in person. Because he was gung-ho about knocking her up before they even technically met. And I think I'm okay with it now. Um, Not that I'm okay with Roe B. Wade, but like it's far enough in the past. The distances kind of helped me a little bit that I'm okay with all this pregnancy talk. I'm still having a little bit of a problem with controlling men. But you like this book? (laughs) But I like this book. Well, like I said, Rafe was softer with Issa in this one. Yeah, but he was still just as crazy. He was still crazy, but but if we hadn't dedicated to doing the episode and recording tonight, mm. I probably would not have read it at this time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had already read it, so this was a read through. This was a second read through, or hell, probably a fourth or fifth read through. Oh, this was my first time. Really? Yes, I held it. You are a better woman than I am. Hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, I am. (laughs) No, no, Uh, no. I just, I hadn't, I haven't read it yet. I was holding it. You know how I am. We've talked about this. I edge myself with books and I'm very excited for our next read, which will be Den of Vipers. Yes. We're finally getting into that reverse (laughs) hanger. I'm gonna hate it. I just, I just know it. (laughs) Well, that's okay because I already know that I enjoy it. Okay, there you go. I've read it multiple times. This is going to be, I have read reverse harems before. I haven't read very many of them. I think I've read maybe two, maybe two. I've read LV Lane's The Prey series Mm -hmm. because I love LV Lane and I like read pretty much everything she wrote. There's a new one of those that just came out. I, but I don't, I'm not reading the reverse harems. I don't like them. Oh, I haven't had a chance to to dive into it yet, but I've got it marked. And you know, there seems to be, at least on Book Talk, which I am very prevalent on, 
you should follow me on there, Trigger Warning Romance, and you should follow us on Instagram at Trigger Warning Romance. And join our Facebook group at Trigger Warning Romance Support Group. Shameless plug for ourselves. It's our podcast. We're allowed. We're allowed to do that. Yeah. But um, on TikTok, I'm seeing a lot of reverse harems being talked about. I think there's like a reverse harem, I don't want to say like renaissance, but like that just seems to be what everybody's writing, what everybody's reading. And I wonder why. But they're very popular around like right now. I enjoy them. I mean, that is by far the majority of what I read right mm. now. Okay, so you're on trend. <laughs> so I am on trend. Woohoo, go me. Yeah, I'm not. It's okay, it's fine. This is why Tori and I make such a great team. I think in my opinion, we have very different lifestyles and we have similar in the dark space, but different um, reading tastes. And so it works well. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, back to this crazy book. <laughs> tangent number 85 <laughs> yeah the the doctor put the the wand up and he said like oh it was only merely a little bit better that she was a woman because she was inserting something into Mirena. yes <laughs> and then she i um oh before this i'm sorry the blowjob where she makes him say tell me that there'll be no more secrets and no more lies Yes. How hot was that? Oh, yes. I loved it. The blowjob scenes in this book were done well. There was a lot of oral in this scene. There's a lot of oral in this. Again, I think it's because she's pregnant and he couldn't penetrate her, which I get. I mean, this was only two weeks that he wasn't allowed to uh, penetrate her. But for Wraith, that is forever. (laughs) I know. Considering they do it like eight times a day. But most of the time, like in general, like you can have sex when you're pregnant, as long as your pregnancy is fine. And most pregnancies are okay. Whether you want to have sex or not, that's different. Because like you said, like you're nauseous and you are exhausted. I was exhausted. I I didn't have very bad morning sickness for either of the kids. I dry heaved a whole bunch, but I, I wasn't like actively vomiting, thank goodness. Everybody in my family carried ginger. Mm. we had ginger stashed in the car and stashed in different places different rooms of the house it was in all of our bags we all had ginger for when she was going through that yeah no mine thankfully weren't that bad but I was just dead tired like I've never I've never been that tired my whole life I remember with uh my oldest I would go to work especially the first trimester I think that was like when I was the most tired I would go to work work my full-time job, come home at like five o'clock and then just pass out. I would pass out until Mr. Savage came home and he came home around like, like by the time he came home, showered and everything. And then he cooked dinner is probably like six 30. So he would wake me up, we would eat dinner and then I would promptly pass back out. Like as if I hadn't just napped and I, and I would sleep for like 12 hours and still be exhausted. Well, it takes a lot of energy to cook a human. My, what my doctor told me was the reason you're mostly most tired during the first trimester. This is becoming a pregnancy podcast. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one episode. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, is because you're literally building all the organs 
the first trimester is when you're building the, the parts, like you build the liver, right. you build the brain, you build the whatever. And then the second trimester really is like everything is pretty much built and you're just making it bigger and you're growing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the third trimester, you're miserable because the baby's too big and is pushing on all the parts and you're just winded and every, like, I remember I, my, I have asthma anyway, but I was so bad with my asthma because the baby was pushing up on my lungs, like the, oh. the belly. So just literally I would take a shower and just, just after one simple shower, not, not anything strenuous. I washed my hair. I, and if I dropped anything, I just wasn't doing it. Like if I dropped a razor, <laughs> there was just no, I was not shaving that day. It's, it's it lives there now. It's, it's fine. It's done. But yeah, like a, you know, 15 minute shower, I get out of the, the shower. I would go to my bed in my towel and I would literally just lay down for, for 10 minutes to catch my breath. I was just exhaust like it would just drain me and then I'd have to like put lotion on so I didn't get stretch marks and stuff it was and I just dreaded it I just dreaded the shower and I usually like showers so negative points for Mr. Savage he never gave me a sexy shower when I was pregnant he never put the lotion on me sexily when I was pregnant did he do it unsexily no he didn't do it at all ah yeah lost points there dude Mm, yeah I mean I never really asked him but you know, he should want to. But a good book boyfriend wouldn't need to be asked. I mean, we've already established that he's a horrible book boyfriend. He is far too trusting, not at all jealous, not at all possessive, just could care less about anything. You want to go have a date night with a dude? Have fun. You want to talk to some random people on the internet? Have fun. Although, guys, I'm having a little bit of a problem. He's listening to the podcast. So he is sticking with it. Yeah, he's he's enjoying the podcast. This is not going to be good for me. I talk a lot about stuff on here about him. <laughs> I mean, I don't say anything bad about him, but... It's like you don't want your your guy listening to girl talk. Oh, exactly. When you're hanging out with the girlfriends and you're having some wine, and all we all know what kind of what things come up when you're when you're girl talking with wine. So you don't want your guy listening to that. Mm-mm. No, I don't need him to know that I have a chase me down kink. Because I told you I don't want to be chased down. I want to read about it. I have asthma. There's no, there, there won't be any chasing. I do, I'm just worried that this is where it's going to take us. We're going to think he's going to want to do all these things because I like them on paper. But we, you and I have discussed, we we're both agree. If you try to do any of these things to me, you're going to get punched in the face. Well, I imagine you would only have to punch him in the face probably once or twice and he would learn the lesson. Yeah. But yeah, he's listening to the podcast and I... I came downstairs the other night and he's usually listening to his lovely wrestling podcast, which is amazing. Go ahead. And I hear our theme song <laughs> coming from the kitchen. And I'm like, the hell is this dude doing? And I walk in and he's doing the dishes, listening to us talk about dicks. <laughs> 
talking about how much I love non-con. But no, it's not for you. It's for the strangers on the internet that I will never have to face to face. <laughs> uh, like, would you want Mr. Klein to listen to our podcast? Not particularly. No, like, I'm but not. I- Go ahead. I suspect that because of the nature of mine and Mr. Klein's relationship, I would not be quite as embarrassed. Besides the fact that you turn red at dirty talk in books. Yeah. And I have no shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, like, I'm not, like, I sh- like, obviously he can listen, right? Anything I say is fine. He can listen. To He's my husband. Like, he knows all the things about me right? But he doesn't know about all the book things about me. And he's gonna, he's gonna learn real quick that he did not marry who he thought he married. Well, see, that's, that's the difference is that Mr. Klein is perfectly content to have no interest in my side activities. (laughs) It's like, I don't care. I don't want to know. You do your thing. He's apparently loving the fact that I'm talk he's like I want to know exactly what you say about me I want to know this this great information this is also great mock he mocks he mocks us you and me he mocks us I have no doubt yeah. I was yeah and it, it's it's I mean it's gonna make for some great TikToks for sure <laughs> but yeah it's just I don't I don't know he's only listened to the first two I think so the first two really weren't that bad yeah, we were easing into it. Yeah. It's, so I think once we got into Zoe Blake, it was all in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy lord. Anyway, um, uh, we're only on page 91. Well, we've kind of jumped all over, so. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, we're, we're not going in order. And I think everybody likes it when we don't go scene by scene, right? We just kind of talk about what struck us and what we liked. I think so. This book was dark as fuck though and not necessarily because of Rafe but because of the Russians involved I I think that this was the lightest book out of the the four really for between Rafe and Isa well yes yes but the external but the external forces in this was pretty significant yeah those Russians have some issues. Yeah, they're not Zoe Blake's Russians. No. I don't like Adelaide's Russians. <laughs> but but let's talk about Odina for a minute. Okay. What did you think about her her working with the Russians? I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, her working with Dima. I'm not surprised. However, of course, I'm not happy. But she was just trying to save herself. Like, they were gonna kill her i just can't believe she thought she was get away with it and from the the conversation that she had with isa in the bathroom before isa was was kidnapped Mm. it was very clear that odina really expected rafe to not know the difference yeah which astounded me and that video she's she's recorded for her that dima showed her yes about how she's gonna be suffering while uh, Odina will be living the dream and like being and fucking Rafe every night and just yeah 
I don't always like my siblings, but damn. Yeah, she really hated her. I mean, I understand why you're like, no, Gabriel needed to kill her. I agree with you. I just, for some reason, I mean, I'm always just for in, looking for more smut to read, I guess. So I was like, <laughs> I'm just bloodthirsty. Yeah, I thought maybe there would be some sort of redemption for Odina, you know, where she would possibly, I don't know, save Issa somehow, or at least she didn't tell him about the baby. She didn't tell Dima about the baby. That's true. Right? I mean, because he was certain, I mean, he was really surprised to find her pregnant. Also, I love that she was showing at nine weeks because I look like a cow at nine weeks and most people don't look like anything. Like I went from pretty flat stomach to, oh, that lady is definitely pregnant. Like not even bloated. That lady is pregnant from eight to nine weeks. So you didn't have the, is she fat or is she pregnant problem? No, no, I I look pregnant immediately. Nine weeks is really early to look pregnant. Um, especially for your first baby, your second baby, you, you, the second baby, I knew I was pregnant. Like the second day of pregnancy, my, my stomach is just like, Oh, look, there's a baby plop <laughs> enough of my pregnancy talk. I no, no, nobody cares about my pregnancies. Um, I mean, Dima was first of all, I love the, re- the way he died was epic. It reminded me oh, of, it was fabulous. Did it not remind you of game of Thrones? I actually haven't read Game of Thrones. <gasps> I haven't watched Game of Thrones. What? I know virtually nothing about Game of Thrones. So there was a character who was, uh, who would have made a pretty great dark book boyfriend if he wasn't written by a man. He had potential. And he fed his stepmother and step-sibling to his dogs uh, in a pretty brutal way. And then one of the lead main character ladies fed him to his dogs as revenge. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let me turn that off. Oh, I love it. It really freaked out the, uh, the doctor the other day. Yeah. Because out of, we're, we're talking and we're talking then out of nowhere comes this exterminate she was like what i just talked to you you didn't sound like that i was like it's it's my phone it's all good yeah but yeah she was fed uh she fed him to his dogs and it was pretty brutal well the fact that he was so afraid of the dogs i mean yeah just made it so perfect yes and the fact that Pablo kept them half starved. Well, so did this guy in the in the in the book. What's Game of Thrones book? Same. I have absolutely no tolerance for people who who don't take care of their animals. Uh, agreed, one hundred percent. There is, I can read a whole bunch of stuff, and it won't bother. Like I have barely. We've talked about this. You and I barely have any triggers, right? Right. The only things that I really can't read are abuse to animals and like children. So I can't, I can't do that. But besides that, it's pretty much fair game. (laughs) 
the there was the one book that we read pestilence oh god that book yeah i couldn't yes that that bothered me and and most things like that i'm usually pretty good with things yes but it came from out of nowhere there was no warning there was nothing to prepare me for it and i was distressed yes that was pre-recording days guys Tori and I read Pestilence back in my maternity days when I was home with a baby and going bananas from not going to see people. And we reread it on Facebook, FaceTime together. And we talked about it. That book was weird. I don't know how I felt about that book. If anybody's interested in that book, I believe Heaving Bosoms did an episode on it, on Pestilence. And they too had a problem with the babies dying <laughs> in pestilence. I, I think it's heaving bosoms. I'll have to look, but I'm pretty sure it was heaving bosoms. Anyway, Isa makes Rafe train her. She she asks the Dr. Perez if it's okay for her to simulate fighting. And the doctor's like, do you mean sparring? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know how to say it either. I'd be like, can I pretend fight? (laughs) And Rafe was like, fuck, I have to actually do it now. Because I promised her. But he did agree that it was a good idea, all things considered. Yes. And she did learn a very valuable lesson about going for the eyes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was brutal. Yeah, that came in handy, huh? (laughs) And the fact that he kept the chess piece. Yes. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah. That's gross. It was super gross. I mean, this whole book was pretty gross. Like, lots of blood and guts and gore. This was pretty graphic. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, there was a lot of sex, but there's so much plot to this book. And it was done so well. What bothered me, as always, was the horrible Russian in the book. But that's not an Adelaide problem. You wouldn't call a girl Moikotik because you that's a boy. That's a boy. You call a boy that. If you had to call a girl a kitten, you would, you would more likely say Moikotionik, which is a little bit more like, it's a more gender neutral. Mm. Because a kot is a boy, it's a tomcat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, this is the this is just Nat- Natalia being petty in Russian because the Russian bad Russian takes me out of the book. It's not an Adelaide problem. I'm not judging you, Adelaide. But if you need further Russian help, reach out to me. I will gladly read any arcs you send my way. Speaking of Adelaide, her fantasy series got picked up by one of the big publications by one of the big publishers. Oh, I did not know that. That's the, amazing. A flesh and bone series. I didn't. I read an arc for the for the book one, Ooh. and it was so good. I think that we ought to read it. Okay, I'll read anything Adelaide writes. It was fantastic. I'm down. That's so great. Good for her. I was so excited for her. Oh wait, no, I did know that. Hang on, I saw it on TikTok. I'm lying to you. I even commented on it. But that's amazing. I just don't understand why. I mean, there's just this like magic pussy effect around Issa. Why are all these mafia men falling for her and only her and don't want anything to do with her twin? I'm for it. Again, not a judgment. Well, part of that may be the innocence. 
because they tend to like the Mary Sue's. Is that why no, no, because they, they want to feel clean and good about something. Yeah. And there's nothing clean or good about Avina. I guess. Yes. I, I can understand them. Actually, it's not just, just these two, right? We've read it in multiple mafia romance books that the big bad Rafia boss falls for the innocent dove. Absolutely. Is that why we haven't been picked up by mafia men? Are we too dirty? <laughs> That's probably my problem. <laughs> I will admit it. I mean, I don't have any mafia men knocking down my doors. <laughs> so I'm right there with you. I even walked by a Russian bathhouse and none of them wanted me. So. <laughs> Oh, well, I have something for you. Okay. I have to, let me, let me get it pulled up. Okay. You asked me about a game. Yes. I have a list for you. Okay. So do you want to explain it? So it's a trend on TikTok and it's a fun game. It is a, you give a guy a number, like how hot he is. Like he's a four but then you say, but then he, and then you add something like, for example, he's a four, but he's a crime boss who runs a crime family. Nine. Thank you. So that's, that's, that's the examples, right? Uh, what would we need another one? He's, <laughs> this is one of my favorites. He's a 10, but he happens to be a dragon. 16. <laughs> yeah hello dragon yes so that's the game and it's it's really fun because you just come up with these outrageous things and people just and then the other person decides on whether or not the rating of the hotness goes up or down he's a four but he has a public foreplay fetish when you're out on dates Ooh. <laughs> he's an eight He's a six, but he drugged you and had his name tattooed on you while you slept. Oh man, he's a 12. <laughs> he's a five, but he likes using his gun when he plays with you. Oh, he's a 10. <laughs> he's a five, but he wants to hunt and chase you in the dark. He's a 13. <laughs> Is anyone listening surprised by that? <laughs> no. I'm not. <laughs> he's a 10 but he can't make up his mind and constantly wants your approval he's a negative four he's a seven but he wants to share you with his two best friends okay well for you that's probably a 12 yes. for me he's he's a four The six, but he mistook you for an escort and railed you against his front door without your consent. He's, a, he's an 18. He's a four, but he can stand while holding you against the wall with both legs over his shoulders while he tastes the rainbow. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? My brain fuzzed out. He's a 50. <laughs> I broke her. <laughs> uh, that scene in one of the books lately, and I was like, oh, hello. God, yeah. All right. Are you ready for yours? 
Sure. Okay. I actually forgot to write them down, but I have a few ideas. So he's a six, but he's fictional and Zoe Blake wrote him. Oh, he's a 13. Yeah. Agreed. He's a 12, but he respects your consent. He's a six. Yeah. Yeah. He's a 10, but he won't assemble his SWAT team to come save you if you got kidnapped. And he just refers to the police. Oh, he, he's like a, a two. Yeah. A guy who's not willing to come after me is not worth now. Take notes, Mr. Savage. <laughs> um, what were some of the other ones I wrote? Hang on. He's a six, but he owns his own island and has a private chef and a dungeon. 11. Yeah. Let me think of some more. I had them somewhere. Hang on. Where did I put him? He's a four, but he has three friends who he wants to share you with. Oh, he, he's a 13. <laughs> he's a 10, but he's constantly talking about himself. One. He's a 10, but he calls other girls hot. Two. Yeah. That's not necessarily from my perspective. Okay. Because I have absolutely- Well, this is your perspective. This is your perspective. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because Mr. Klein and I have have comment had many comments about other women, and who are hot and who you know we we wouldn't mind bringing you know having some fun with. So, him calling another girl hot for me doesn't necessarily take away. That's fine. This is a your. This is a me asking you games. It's fine. Okay. So he's. A, I also don't mind it. By the way. So he's a ten. He's a ten, but he call he hang on. He's a 10, but he calls other girls hot. I believe him at 10. All right. That's even. No, you don't go either way. And by the way, I don't care either. Uh, Mr. Savage and I talk about ladies together all the time as well. I don't care if he, I'm, I'm not stupid. I know he finds other people attractive. Like I find other people attractive. I have a whole TikTok about it. I can't, I cannot judge. (laughs) I literally drool over men on TikTok. And it's popular. And it's very, people like watching you drool. People love watching me blush. It is apparently something people, almost 10,000 people watch me, watch people, hot people on the internet and turn bright pink and drool. And they love it. And guys, if you follow her and she gets up to 10,000, she's got a tiara all picked out. Yes. You need to follow me on TikTok and get me to 10,000 followers because I have a tiara and a special outfit that I'm planning to do a big reveal of my sex. I'll do my own thirst trap. Okay. 
Well, that's that's another one. He's a six, but he lets you do thirst traps on the internet for other people. Eight. Okay. See, for me, that's negative four. <laughs> You're not supposed to let other people gaze upon this body. I mean, that's I like I like my men jealous and possessive. So, well, yeah, it's different. I like possessive, not jealous, so much. I don't mind. I like both. I like both. Again, not in real life. Like honestly, like if if Mr. Savage was like that in real life, it would not work out because I would not be able to do sexy TikToks. I'm trying to think of other books what we've read together and what happened in them. Oh, okay. He's a four, but he has a really great time with you up against the window. Oh, he's a nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thinking of all the scenes that we talked about that were like, yes, please. <laughs> Which are all of them. So it really, it's hard, to, it's hard to narrow them down. But maybe we'll stop here and then I'll come up with some more for next episode. Maybe we'll, we'll have an ongoing, he's a blah, but blah. If we're people swimming? like it, people can tell us if they like it or not. Can we talk about then how sexy it was that at that evil minds convention okay first of all dumb move on their part to go to this evil minds convention with these russians on their tail they just escaped the evil russians right yeah they went back to the their fortress and then they went to the stupid convention but for business purposes i understand why rafe went but I did not understand why he took Isa. No. He could have easily said she's having problems with the pregnancy. So I left her at home. And he chose not to do that. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have had the, I'm not going to go downstairs until my face is covered in my pussy. Oh my God, that scene. <laughs> <laughs> but then he ate her out up until she almost came and then he just like i like edging yeah i know you you like it i got so mad so did she yeah <laughs> and then my other point is she got all fancied up right she's got this fancy dress she's got her makeup professionally done she's got her hair professionally done she looks perfect this is a book only situation. If you come near me with anything sexual that will dishevel my put togetherness before an event, that is grounds for divorce. <laughs> I have not spent hours putting my makeup on, doing my hair exfoliating, lotioning, perfuming, so that I look like a divine flower, right? For you to just come and get me all sweaty. Duly noted. Do you disagree with me? Not at all. Thank you. Because she was like whimpering and like breathing heavily, you know, like when you're about, to, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe you, maybe it's just me, but when I'm about to come, I'm sweaty. I'm breathing. I'm like gross. It is not the most attractive that I've ever been. Precisely. And then you'll smell like sex afterwards. 
But that's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. But I don't want to smell like that. Well, no, but I think that it was his way, partially his way of staking a claim. Yes, uh, of course. Look, I loved it. Everything with Rafe is about staking a claim. Yes, and I loved it. Like, don't, please, I highlighted it. I loved it. It was great. But I'm saying from a practical, like every, because we're, we're applying this to real life, to you and me, that this will never happen. However, you know, this is what the podcast is. People are asking us about our experience, appearance, because apparently we are experts. Um I'm also now apparently a growl connoisseur, which I am all for. A lovely follower of mine tagged me in this narrator's video on TikTok where he was asking questions about how to properly growl lines, you know? And I was like, first of all, I love that you called me a growl connoisseur. I will gladly wear that title. And then I gave him some pointers and... um, We'll, we'll see if, if it works in his next book, but now he's we're friends on TikTok. So anyway, if you want to follow him, he is King Corbin. I'll send Tori his at. He's great. He's a very good growler. But yeah, no, like in real life, book only, you do not ruin my makeup and my hair before an event like that. Afterwards, have fun. Even maybe during, like towards the end of the night, like I'm a little tipsy. <laughs> Sure, why not? But I'm not showing up to an event flustered. Issa was flustered. Mm-hmm. There was all kinds of fluster. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. The edging was horrible. He loves to edge her. He really does. Yeah. It's a theme. It is a theme. At least it wasn't five hours this time. <laughs> I, I was entertained and a little thoughtful when Dima had her had kidnapped her and had taken her back. He was like, why is what I have done worse than what Rafe did? Yeah. You believe he loves you. So why is it that what I've done by kidnapping you and bringing you to my house is so, what's the difference? And we've talked about it before about how there's sexy and non-sexy kidnapping. Yeah. But I was just, most bad guys aren't so self-aware. Yeah, agreed. And so I I appreciated that. No, absolutely. And I mean, in another universe, he could have easily been the hero, right? He was good looking. She even said that she was actually, Brief got real mad at her. She said he was pretty, he had a pretty face. Well, maybe that's the thing. None of, none of our heroes are pretty. They're not pretty boys. No, they're not. They are men, the manliest of men with the most chiseledest of, of features and abs, but they're never pretty. They're actually almost sometimes like so brutally stunning that they're almost like ugly. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they got an aura about them. Yeah. I don't like pretty men. Okay. A lot. That's the problem with a lot of these TikTok dudes the thirst traps that I'm getting tagged in, they're beautiful. They're beautiful, beautiful men, but I don't like my men. You should not be prettier than me. Amen. Thank you. Yes. And please, my husband is hot, right? But you would never call him pretty. He, he looks like a, he looks like the beast from Beauty and the Beast, which was my first crush, though. So. 
I was going to say that explains so much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, you know, like I like my men to look like men. I don't want them to look pretty. No, I, I'm not into the pretty boy. No. no. Aesthetic. That's that's just not my thing. Me neither. So anyway, so maybe, but yeah, no, absolutely. It, it was definitely a good point because he's like, I'm doing exactly what he did to you. Like, yeah, I'll rape you, but he raped you too. And there's really no defense against that. No, none. He did the exact same thing. And he's, he kept bringing up the fact that like, he was like, I breathed life into you. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. He was obsessed with her. Absolutely. We love that shit. Why were we so grossed out by him? I don't know. The human trafficking yes. probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. But I don't know. A lot of... No, I guess none of, none of our dudes human traffic. They are all guns or, or drugs. But yeah. I mean, he was so obsessed with her that he said he liked his woman scarred because she was scarred. That was so fucking creepy. Yeah. And he had a dunk tank that he drowned people in. Because he wanted to see if they were as strong as her. Yeah. Oh my God. How fucking, I mean, he was off the chains. Off the chains. Rafe might be banana pants crazy. Yeah. But Dima was just fucking psychotic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also really found it interesting that he did not rape her sister because he was so close. He almost, he thought she was her up until he didn't find the scar on her thigh. So you would have thought like at that point, like you have someone who looks just like her. I'm not saying I wanted him to, but I'm just saying like, I'm very surprised he didn't. But I do understand his reasoning because he really wants Isa to love him. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a primal need for this guy. Yeah. And if he slept with Adina, Isa would want nothing to do with him. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a line you don't cross. You, you just can't come back from. I don't know. You can't. I don't think you couldn't come back from dunking people. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he was definitely creepy as fuck. And he was smart because he was like, well, it's kind of he he didn't want to get rid of the baby until his father pointed out that he could use that baby against her because the mother will do anything for her baby. I wanted to beat that man. I had like the chills reading that. It 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 bothered me on such a visceral level. Yeah. I mean, it just. Ugh. Yeah, that's why I was, I was just very happy with the way things turned out for Dima <laughs> at the end. Yes. But his father also got what was coming to him because, I mean, he, I mean, he's a vile human being, but he, he's um, towards the end of the book, he said he would promised that he would fulfill his promise to Miguel and he tried burning Isa alive. Yeah. In that like explosion fire, which well he set the room on fire. Yeah, yeah. Which was honestly the only way that they found her because Rafe was like once he saw like the smoke, he was like, I know exactly where she is. Right. And talk about a literally a guy who's willing to walk through fire for you. Yeah, a swoon. Oh God, he was so hot. I'm going to go back to another inner funny moment. Okay, please. When they're talking about how 
at this evil minds convention, arranged marriages and how people are gonna, now knowing that Isa's pregnant, they're gonna wanna start vying for the baby. And Rafe's like, I don't believe in, in arranging marriages. He says, where is it? But I will approve of the people my children choose for themselves and I will guide them to make the right decisions regarding who might be an appropriate match. Right. Can't have your daughter end up with someone like you if we have a girl. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Somehow it's okay if it's a boy, I guess. <laughs> Which they do end up having a boy. Little Leo. I mean, that's just, I mean, I would never, but we joke about our kid. We have two beautiful daughters and they literally are like, I know that they're my children, but they're stunning. They are. Yeah. So we already have, like, it's already kind of creepy. We have some people being like, well, you know, we have a boy. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, so what if my girl's a lesbian and she doesn't want anything to do with your boy? Like <laughs> we have, we like, I'm, I'm telling you my, oh, I have to send you a picture later today of my older one at school today, just surrounded by a gaggle of boys and just posing. She is striking a pose. And you can see her just working that little playground of boys. She's got her own little, like. That's awesome. I mean, I don't want to call her reverse harem, but she's got her own little, like, posse of little <laughs> boys that will do whatever she says. And my baby is, I mean, she's, she's trouble. That girl is trouble. She's teething. She wakes up at 4 a.m. Oh, lovely. But. No, like, it's just weird because people already are joking about how beautiful my daughters are and how we're going to have to, like, beat boys off with a stick and they're making jokes about Mr. Savage owning a gun and all this other stuff. And we have a friend who's has a boy and he's like, well, you know, like, dibs on blah, blah, like, you know, you're, you're, he says my daughter's name. And I'm like, no dibs on my baby. Do not call oh. dibs on my baby um unacceptable no I mean I know he's joking but I don't know it just always creeps me out when people talk about like matching up their kids when they're babies like even like my older one right like she's playing with a bunch of boys but she's four she's just she's playing yeah you know we make jokes about them being her little boyfriends but like I said um Miss Savage is hoping that at least one of them is a lesbian because he doesn't want to have to deal with boys I don't know. I'd rather deal with boys and girls any day. Not dating your daughter. I don't know. I think I was still, I mean, I, I have absolutely no problem with, with lesbian, with someone who's a lesbian. Yeah. But women tend to be so catty and bitchy and just, I would rather not put my daughter through that. Well, they're going to have having, to. Having to struggle with that to find a good one. I mean, yes, but they're going to struggle through that with friendship anyway. Oh yeah, that's true. Right. Most likely anyway, everybody has friends. Little girls have little girl friends. Yeah. I'm sure when I was a little girl, I had little girlfriends. You got me. I got you now. You're stuck with me now. You're not getting rid of me. <laughs> well, thank God for that. You were smart. You brought your bottle of wine with you. Yeah. You want to go get I, yours? I'm going to have to go get mine if we're going to talk for much longer. 
Well, yeah, I'm halfway through, friend. <laughs> maybe one glass left in this bottle. I just opened mine, so it's good. It's um, I'm gonna shout it out: Stella Rosa watermelon. It's a little bubbly wine. Mine is Topamore. Mm. I believe this is the name of it. Okay, um, and it's kind of a raspberry-ish. Mm. And it's a little bubbly. I like the bubbles. I do too. This is going to turn into a wine podcast, which I'm fine with. I'm good with that. Do you know how many times a week I just have cheese and wine for dinner? As many times as I do? Probably. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> complaining about it. I'm just like, yeah, do I feel like cooking something? Because I, I don't know if I mentioned, I'm a vegetarian. So like my husband will cook food for him and my daughter. And the baby's still eating baby food. And then I'm like, do I really feel like cooking right now? Or can I just like crack open this bottle of wine, cut up some cheese, get out some bread and call it a night? I've been on a strawberry and yogurt kick. Okay. Where I'm just slicing a few strawberries and coating them with vanilla yogurt. That sounds good. And calling it dinner. (laughs) I can get behind that. You've probably seen my, my videos of where I just eat cake nonstop that I've been doing that as well because it's literally even everybody's birthday. So we just have so much birthday cake, so much of it. And I'm not complaining, but I'm going to gain weight because all I eat is cake and cheese and wine. There are worse ways to die. I'm fine with it. Oh God. But this book was so hot and it was so good. I mean, if you guys haven't read this series and you're just listening to us blabber, what are you waiting for? Yeah, don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Just go download it. Yeah. It's on KU. I mean, you are not going to lose anything for some time. And you will lose a lot of time on this series. It's so good. But I like that Issa fought Dima, like actively fought him. She gave him a bloody nose. And that was the funniest part when... Rafe calls, video calls Pavel, and they bring Isa over, and he asks if, like, he's, has he touched you? And she's like, he tried, and I broke his face. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that's my queen, that's my reina. I loved it. And then, I mean, there's so many great one-liners. I really like, and he told, he called her this several times throughout this book, but he said, you're my vicious little nightmare. Mm. And I was like, I love it. Yeah. So good. During the epilogue, Isa's pregnant yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And he goes to find her and she's swimming. Yeah. And it's past her due date. And Rafe is all kinds of irritated. And I'm, I'm looking for the exact quote now. Um, He's, he's putting her in the car to take her back to the house. And he says, you know, maybe I should have had the armored SUVs from Ibiza brought here to drive her around. <laughs> After all, they'd have been safer if there was an accident. <laughs> and you thought of Zoe Blake. <laughs> and I thought of Zoe Blake. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't know anything about um, Adelaide, but I'm thinking she has to be a Zoe Blake and Anna Zares fan. <laughs> has to be. Because this series particularly was very, not like reminiscent, but there were a lot of parallels between this series and 
to the Twist Me series by Anna Zares, mm-hmm. even to the point of where Rafe was just so like gentle and scared of hurting her when she was pregnant. Remember, Nora was so pissed off because Julian was just like sweetly making love to her and she wanted to be fucked. Yes. So this was similar. I mean, this he was definitely not as gentle with her because he like pulled her hair and stuff still. But it was it was just fun. And then he said to her at one point, if I didn't do it, someone worse would. With me in charge, I have a chance of giving my children a real future that won't be determined like men uh, by men like Raphael and me. That was when Lisa asked, like, how do you live with yourself to Mateo? And mm-hmm. he said, like, well, you know, like doing the job you do. And he, this is what he said to her, like, if I don't do it, somebody else will. And Julian said the same thing to Nora. He said, hey, if I don't do it, someone else will do it. I might as well do it, make some money and make it a little bit safer because I won't sell guns to certain people. So that was my note there. Like, same as Julian is the guns. <laughs> but I was a little bit, I wanted to get Mariana Rossi's book. Remember, because he was the executioner. The executioner for Mariana Rossi was a brutal man with unusually shaggy hair. His tattoos extended up to cover his neck and the side of his face, looking like someone I'd expect to encounter in a cartel or a bratva. The Italians tended to favor their suits and their clean-cut appearances, making Nino stand out as someone else entirely." I made note of that because I said, I'm intrigued and where, when are we getting this book? <laughs> but then he didn't make an appearance again. So I don't know if we will be getting his book, but I'm hoping we'll get his book at some point. Well, overall, I just really enjoyed this book. Yes. I enjoyed, I loved the series as a whole. It was such a good series. But I'm sorry, I just have to, another thing I have to point out is when Issa was talking on the phone with her grandmother, you know, her father was in the hospital. We found out her mother had died Mm -hmm. and her grandmother was chastising her because she found, she was like, oh, so I guess Chloe wasn't lying or being as dramatic as we thought about the kind of man you married. How could you be involved with someone like that? And I was like, she's involved with him because he kidnapped her. It's not like she had a choice. Yeah, what? Like, you can't chat. She's like, just come home. Like, come home? How is she going to get there? Even if she wanted to. How is she getting there? He kidnapped her. He's keeping her for himself. Well, I guess maybe her grandmother was going off the story that Isa gave her where it was a love match. I guess, but I think, no, but they knew he kidnapped her. Surely they did. Because, no, no, they did because... When, remember when they went back to Chicago, again, we were making comparisons about Julian and Rafe because they were just like so cocky when they blatantly kidnapped their daughter. Like, that's true. Like she knew. And and like right there, Issa just admitted like that Chloe wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Again, it's just, I don't know. The grandmother was delusional at that point. I'm like, he's she's with him because... Let's be honest. She's with him because he kidnapped her. Is she in love with him now? Yes. But the reason is that he kidnapped her, brainwashed her, digmatized her. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> and she's pregnant on top of everything. Oh, God. It was such a good book. 
I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved how funny it was. Everybody should read it. It was sexy. I want a mafia man on my own who will save me from kidnapping by other mafia men. Hint, hint, Mr. Savage. Hint, hint. I'm, I'm going to ask him later because there was a, a guy on TikTok who commented on that video and said, hey, I'm a cop. I'll come save you. <laughs> I'd be like, well, at least I could count on somebody. Some random internet stranger. Thank you very much. My own husband. Now he's chilling with the kids. <laughs> the, main, the, the main problem, like I said, is he's got the resources, my husband. Okay. This house has gotten so much security on it. Not so much for me, but for the kids, which I appreciate him being very protective. He is very protective of the, of the girls, as he should be. But I want him to be that protective of me as well. Okay. Doesn't matter that I'm a strong, independent woman and I don't need no man. And he's, as he says, because I'm not, okay, I'm really weak. I have no upper body strength. I need him. And well, just carry a chest piece around with you and you'll be fine. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm like, secondly, his brother is a Marine. I know his, his brother's got plenty of buddies. One of my good friends is also Marine. You just call him up and be like, Hey, I just need to, I need to go do this. Can I borrow some guns? Like they'll come with you willingly because those are the kind of people they just want to go do that kind of stuff. Your other friend is a cop. Like you've got the resources, man. Figure it out. (laughs) Anyway, do you have any palate cleansers for me? I do. I've got a couple actually. My favorite MC series had a new release. It came out today. It hit the shelves at midnight. I have already finished it. (laughs) Of course you have. It was the, aside from the one that we just read, I think it is the only contemporary book that I've read in a week. Easy. And it was fabulous. It was Wretched Love by Anne Malcolm. It's the Sons of Templar MC series. Okay. And oh my God, the whole series is just fantastic. Is it dark? Parts of it are. Okay. Parts of it are not. But they are pretty much universally fast burn. There are a couple of medium burns in there, but most of it are fast. And they have... They're just the plot and the the universe, everything. It just, she's got a couple of spinoffs on it. She's got one rock star series branch off on of it. And then a security series, a security firm series. Mm. And they all tie in together. And it is just, it is probably one of the best developed worlds that I've, that I've come across. Very good. So I was incredibly excited when I saw that that was being released. So that's my first one. My second one is I've dirkled my back and Mr. Klein took my poor broken kitten out, curled her up on the bed with me and he cleaned, he completely cleaned out the cage. I mean, top to bottom, he washed her blanket. He just, he did such a fabulous job so that I wouldn't have to do it oh that's so sweet and I am so grateful to have someone who takes care of me the way that he does that's amazing I bet he would save you from kidnapping 
I don't know. He might be saying, here she is, take her. (laughs) (laughs) I think it just depends on which way the wind is blowing. (laughs) I love you. But he would definitely be saying, take the cat too. (sighs) My kitten does not particularly like him. She's 16 years old. She's been living with him for a good nine to 10 years. And she's like, yeah, no, dude. He's got her boundaries. (laughs) Hard line. But that was actually my last palate cleanser. We went to the vet on Wednesday for her one month checkup after her broken, for her broken leg. And the doctor thinks that she might be able to keep it. Oh, that's great. She's in the cage for another month, but he's talking that it, you know, that it's it's a possibility. She's, she's gained some weight. Um, She's putting a little bit of weight on it. She's using the leg a little bit. So it's, it's not as hopeless as I was thinking it was. That's great. So all in all, it's been a really awesome week. That's amazing. Yay. Yay. So I had a palate cleanser and it flew out of my head. So I'm going to give you a new one. I recently did a TikTok video of the demon boyfriend mm-hmm. of the, the hot man with the, the hot demon face. But that series that I, I recommended on his video is such a good book. It's called De- The Demon's Mark by Nora Ash. I think it's a du- there's two books. Demon's Mark and I think Demon Prince is the second one. But it's by Nora Ash and talk about good world building. You were talking about like the MC having such mm-hmm. a good world building. This world building that Nora Ash does is incredible. This book is about how people there there's certain women who can see demons and they're obviously seen as crazy because they see demons everywhere. Like it's a world where your doctor could be a demon, but a regular human wouldn't know that because they have their like human skin, you know, okay. but these women, there's these certain women that have this mark on them and they can see demons no matter what. And it's, it's a dark series because there's this demon psychiatrist who who sees these ladies as they come into him and tell him that they're seeing demons and he asks them what what do I look like to you and if they say you look like a demon then he knows that these are not just crazy people these are people who have this demon's mark and as most romance novels should, these women can procreate with demons. Okay. And it is his job to recruit them, to, to find these women. And this very non-con situation, there's this ring he puts on your clit. It's like a little ring goes around your clit and it makes you like a slave to a demon. And there's territories and you know, like a hierarchy on, like, this is why it's a demon prince. Like there's, there's hierarchies of there's like worker demons, royalty demons, whatever. So our main character in this book goes to the psychiatrist and gets enslaved against her will to this. And then shenanigans ensue. I don't want to ruin it for you, but it is really good. The world building is incredible. And I don't want to say... Like, I want to say that there 
there's only two books, but I feel like there should be more in the series. But I just went back and checked because he reminded me of the series and there's still only two. So I don't think she ever wrote more. Okay. So don't get mad at me when there's only two books and you want more like me and then there aren't any, but (laughs) it is a really good book. I mean, it hit all of my little spots. Awesome. I will check it out. Yeah. And Nora Ash writes really great books. Have you read any of her like Omegaverse books? The name sounds familiar, but I can't. You can't place it? I can't place it. It's fine. It's her Omegaverse books are very good. They're very short, her Omegaverse books, from what I remember. I haven't read them in years either. I, pro- I should probably do a reread, but they're they're good. They're like short, smutty. I read one and I, I just remember there was fisting involved and I've never read that in a book. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I just wasn't prepared for it. I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, I guess if you can take a knot, you can take a fist. That was his whole point. That was his whole point. He's like, well, you take my knot just fine. Like, why not my fist? And then my brain was like, well, well, technically, yes, but ouch. But then like, yeah, technically a knot would be ouch too. I don't know. Uh, guys, <laughs> go read Nora Ash and thank me later. I mean, that scene was really, that that was, a, that's that's not the demon book. That's the, 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 alpha series. I don't remember the, the name of this. Hang on. I got, I got to find the series for you because now you're going to, I know you guys are going to be asking which is the book with the fisting because I know you guys. <laughs> and now I got to go find it on Goodreads. Oh God. See, this is why I don't want Mr. Savage listening to this podcast. Because <laughs> I drink, I drink wine and I talk about fisting. I will murder you if you try this, Mr. Savage. I don't want it, okay? Nora asks, the, the series is the Taken series. It, no, I'm sorry, it's the Alpha series. Taken is book one. I don't remember which one has the fisting in it. You're just going to have to read all of them. Oh, um, darn. Yeah, so sorry. But, but this is definitely more of an erotica. Like, it's definitely more sex-driven than plot-driven, these books, which... Mm is right up my alley so it's fine it, see I tend to go for more plot so <laughs> I know <laughs> uh, yeah Taken is the first book in Nora Ash's dirty suspense filled Omegaverse serial you want your alphas dominating you and your romance scorching the stories for you that's what she says <laughs> so <laughs> I agree with her uh, I don't remember which one I think yeah, I don't, I don't, like I said, I, I don't think it's book one that has the fisting in it, but maybe it is. I don't know. You read it and you tell me. That's our episode, everybody. And on that note, read Den of Vipers, because that's what we're doing next week. And let us know your thoughts on this episode and our other episode. Oh, this is, this is something I would like to do. I'm afraid. We are really thankful for your reviews and I want to start maybe reading some of them out loud. Oh, excellent. I want to encourage people to, to rate and review us on Apple podcasts or what uh, Apple podcasts is the only place I know of that you can write a review. So if you could re rate and review us on Apple podcasts, I would really appreciate it. And maybe we will start reading the five-star reviews that you guys write and just shout all the nice things that you say about us because we have 20 reviews 
on Apple Podcasts. And you probably don't even know this. I don't even know because I don't I don't have an Apple or an iPhone or anything of that nature. Yeah. I am Android all the way. Okay. So I'm gonna start from the beginning. From D in Beijing. Thank you for your five star. First of all, we have someone in Beijing listening to us. <laughs> How crazy. Excited to see where they go. I'm not much of a dark romance reader, but my roommate suggested I give this a try. And it's definitely been an interesting learning curve. The hosts seem like they're having a lot of fun together. And that's made me want to have fun with them. I'm excited to see how they'll handle diving into a book or a series discussion. This was on our very first episode because we didn't, we had like our dark trope talk. Awesome. So thank you, Dee. That was a really great review. Thank I, you. We appreciate that. I hope you liked our take on a book and our bananas. Yes, we have so much fun together. We do. It should be illegal. Really, it should be because I feel like I've known you for years and we've known each other for like just a few months. It's it's only been like six months, which is crazy. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for your review. I'm going to encourage you to please rate and write a review on Apple Podcasts, and maybe we will read your review out loud next. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. Send of Vipers next week, and we look forward to talking to you then. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Take care. <laughs>